Hello everyone, welcome to the Humans of James River. I am your host, Ava McHugh. Thank you all for listening, and thank you to Laser Accuracy for making this entire project possible. In order to enter this week's giveaway for $20 to first watch, um, please follow at Humans of JRHS and look out for the rules that will be posted tomorrow. Um, congratulations to last week's winner, Taylor McCabe. Um, and in order to enter these giveaways and stay updated, please take a second to follow at Humans of JRHS. Today, you'll be hearing from a 17-year-old girl. When I was younger, I always had a good relationship with my dad. Like, we'd hang out a lot, we'd do stuff together and build, or like, I don't know, just like do yard work together. And he was like my hero, he was my favorite person. But then we moved from um, some apartment buildings to our new house where I live now, and um, that's when I noticed things like going kind of south. So I would notice that my parents would argue a lot, and like it wasn't just like petty arguments, they would like scream at each other. And I would always end up defending my dad and not my mom just because he was my hero, and I was like, mom you need to stop arguing like just drop it or whatever because i just didn't want them to fight because i didn't want my parents to get a divorce but then there was one night where my dad like left after an argument for hours and i didn't know where he went and my mom said she didn't know where he went but i guess she kind of figured where he had gone because he had a drinking problem and so she probably thought he went to a bar or someplace or like that and it was kind of after that night that I realized that he wasn't as great as I thought he was. Um, that was kind of like the turning point in me realizing that he wasn't great. And so after that, I started defending my mom more in arguments. And that's where like time gets kind of fuzzy because they had been arguing for like my entire life. So I don't really know exactly when things went super bad, but I guess it was like... Um, beginning of sophomore year was when I started getting involved in like the fights and stuff so like if my dad was arguing with my mom and I could hear him calling her a bitch or telling her to do something that was like ridiculous or something I would go downstairs or go to the other room and like fight him on it like verbally and I guess that's kind of was not the best decision because me getting involved in it put a lot more pressure on my mom to not only just like protect herself but to protect me and like I feel like there were times when I would just like get tired of hearing him say stuff to her and that's why I started getting more involved because she stopped fighting him on things and would just take it and that was really sad for me to see because it was kind of like she lost all hope in like being able to do anything about it. And so when it got really bad, I would talk to my mom about why my parents weren't getting a divorce and like why we were still with him or whatever. And we were having like serious conversations about like trying to find apartments and moving out and finding a way to like get out of the situation just because we didn't think it could get any better and so 
my mom told me that like we couldn't really afford to move out or to kick him out because we couldn't afford the mortgage on just her um, salary and like he couldn't really afford anywhere to live just on his salary but I just didn't think that that was really our problem and then like having those conversations were just like hard because it just made me feel trapped in the situation that we were in and like I didn't really tell anybody about this because if I told like a teacher about it they'd have to report me or something and I did not want child services showing up to my door taking my dad away and so I guess there are a few times where like it was mostly just a lot of verbal things like my dad would call me and my mom a bitch and tell us to shut the hell up and just tell us to do stuff that were like not really like fair to us he'd be like you need to do this you need to do this I'm gonna sit here and you need to do this which is just like kind of him being an asshole but I guess that's not as bad as it could have been but I guess it was junior year that was when it was really really bad he like started getting physical and I guess that was just kind of a part of me getting more involved and like not taking the shit that he was throwing at us so like it was subtle at first he would like look at me a certain way and basically like it was that look where it was like if you do something like I'm gonna hit you or like if you do something I'm gonna charge after you and like you're gonna regret this decision so if I'd like say something to him after him yelling at my mom to do something or like just calling her names and stuff then he'd like give me that look and like there are times where I had to like run from him because it was really not the best so there are a few times that I have like ingrained in my memory where um I would say something and he would come after me there's this one time when I was trying to like get him to not be angry and I was just like calm down calm down like take a step back because you're getting really close to me and he was like you keep pushing me away but that makes me want to get closer and then he picked me up and like wrapped his arms around me and squeezed me really tight and like I couldn't really breathe and then my mom like walked in the door and was like put her down and then it took him a few seconds and then I did and that was like the first time that he really put his hands on me and so after that I like stopped getting involved as much because I was scared but then I guess you know when you can hear your dad yelling at your mom you want to defend her more so I kept getting involved and then there's another time when he was telling my mom to go sleep on the couch and I could hear him like saying like you're a bitch go sleep on the couch like I don't even want to be near you right now and so I got up from my room doing homework and I like went in their room and I could hear him and I was like don't talk to my mom like that and he was like this doesn't involve you like get the hell out and my mom was like just go to your room just go to your room and then he was like throwing something at me I don't really know what it was but he was like throwing a snack at me or something and then so when I turned around I picked up this lotion bottle that was on the um, edge of my mom's dresser and I threw it at him and then as soon as I did that I knew that was a mistake because I could hear him get up 
and like charge after me so I ran down the hallway and I like slammed my door shut and put all of my body weight against it and locked it and just held the handle and I heard him come down the hallway and he punched the door a few times and um I just froze because it was like kind of one of those moments where like you're just in shock and you don't really know what to do so your body just like freezes up and he hit the door a few more times and he was like don't you ever try something like that again and then my mom got him and like took him back to bed and I stayed there until my mom like came and knocked on the door and she was like it's me and then I sat on the floor and I cried to her about how we were trapped in this situation and how I was so scared because at this point it was like I was afraid to come home sometimes especially if I came home late because I had known that he had been drinking since like three o'clock when he got home and it was just really scary to like look at him or be near him because there were times when like he wasn't that bad before he had been drinking so like on the weekends and like the mornings it'd be great we'd like sit down have breakfast of, of have breakfast as a family and like everything would be good you'd think that we're like a perfect family or whatever but then if it's like past four o'clock he had been drinking and so you knew that it was not gonna be a good situation if you said something that turned him the wrong way or made him feel some type of way so um after that I kind of knew that it was like the worst that it was gonna get so I just kind of tried to avoid him and I like really distanced myself even when the times were good like I wouldn't really talk to him or look at her or anything um and my me and my mom tried to tell him that like he had a drinking problem and that things were really bad and that like we wanted to leave but he just like when you're an alcoholic you don't really think that you're a problem you have a problem you just kind of think that the people around you are crazy but then um it was like the beginning of summer into my senior year he got fired from his job because he had said some things to some people that he shouldn't have and so they fired him and he got really drunk that night and did some stuff I don't really know what exactly happened because I was out of town for that but I came home and my mom told me that he got fired and then she told me that he was going to quit drinking which terrified me because they always say like when people quit something that they're addicted to it always gets really bad at first and then it gets better but it had already been so bad for so long I was worried about how much worse it could get and I was worried about what I would do if he ever put his hands like if he ever hit my mom or if he ever actually hit me I wondered what I'd do which is like those are scary thoughts to have because you don't want to think about hurting your dad but if it's out of self-defense then it's kind of whatever but I was actually really surprised 
because when he quit drinking, it actually got really good for a while. It was a lot better than it had been, and it didn't ever get really bad, actually, like I expected it to. And so, the summer was really good with him. We started getting along better, and I was less scared to come home all of the time. But I could never really forgive him, you know? You can't ever. Like... No one likes to forgive people when they do stuff to them, especially to that degree, so... Like, I still don't think at this point now I'm ready to forgive him, but... There was a point, um... In... Probably October... Maybe the end of September... My dad got diagnosed with brain cancer. And so that really hit our family hard because things have been so good for so long. I guess, well, I guess a few months isn't so long, but things have been good for a while. And that just kind of hit our family like a truck just because it kind of forced me into forgiving him even though I wasn't really ready. Because my mom and I have had the conversation where she'll say, like, he won't ever, like, say he's sorry for what he did. Which I guess really makes me mad because he really hurt us emotionally and physically and he's never going to apologize for it. And that's just, like, thinking that somebody thinks that they're better than they actually were and thinks that they're better than you to like not apologize for basically scarring you for your whole life is not the best feeling so when he got diagnosed with cancer um he got surgery and they like took the tumor out and told us that that it was cancerous and i guess when you like think that somebody's gonna die you really like step up your game of trying to mend that relationship because I wasn't going to let him die like knowing that I didn't like him or that I hated him actually so for the few months that like we were going through those stages at first you know like the surgery and the treatment at the beginning and all of that stuff it was pretty bad because we didn't know how bad it was we didn't know how long he was gonna live or whatever so he started doing a lot of stuff that we would want to do before he died so we went on some trips and like hung out a lot and we all just tried to kind of forget about that time that had happened um but now he's a lot better he's gone through a lot of his treatments and um he's not gonna die from cancer so that's good to know so I'm kind of back in that phase where I'm not really wanting to forgive him anymore and I'm kind of still really angry about all of the situations and sometimes I am nervous about like going home and stuff even though I know that what once happened isn't going to happen again I just feel like it might not have just been the alcohol that he was drinking but it might have been more of his personality which is really scary to think about so I guess at this point it's kind of just 
waiting to see what happens because he is a tough person so he is kind of mean sometimes even if it's not like as bad he just kind of thinks that he's the most important person in the house which is kind of annoying sometimes like actually right before i came over here we they're doing um like electrical work in our kitchen and my dad like asked me to help him with something and I couldn't hear him and he was like I need you to open your ears and like pay attention to me and I was like I'm I can't do this right now so it's still sometimes kind of bad but it's definitely not to the degree as it was it's just sometimes he gets frustrated and says some things it doesn't really mean which I guess I can't get that mad at him for, but it's definitely not the best that it could be. And I think about my friends, how like their relationship with their parents might be different. And like, I have friends who have divorced parents or friends who have parents who like left them when they were young or whatever. And they say that they hate their parent or whatever. And I, when I was younger, I never really understood that. Like, how can you say that you hate someone? who like cared for you when you were younger but I definitely understand it a little bit more because there was a time when I definitely hated my dad and um it was like I had a conversation with my mom one time about how before he got diagnosed with cancer and before he quit drinking we would not have cared if he died it would not have affected us at all and that's really sad to think about like not caring if your parent dies and that kind of hits you a different way and it hits me differently now because I know that like if he died right now it would definitely hit me harder than um a few months ago or a year ago so I think the hardest part of this entire situation is you lived in fear in your own house and you had to deal with something so all-consuming and then you got like a minute of cooling off and then had to completely switch gears and that isn't easy to do a lot of people would just be like all right, whatever, like, you wronged me, now I don't care about you. But I think it really definitely says something about you that you were even able to think about changing your attitude towards him. Um, And also, you know, so many people, when they hear about, like, abuse or, like, something similar to your situation, a lot of people are like, why don't you just leave? Like, why don't you just get out? Like, there's no... Like, there's nothing stopping you. Like, why don't you just leave? And I think your story is a testament to the fact that sometimes you can't just leave. Like, there are so many other things that play a part in these situations that people wouldn't know. Um, Because he is okay now, and you just had to completely flip the switch from being, like, so angry to you know, doing all these things with him and, you know, trying to make sure he has a good last few months, what you thought. And now, you know, he's 
alive mm-hmm. and he has more than a few months and you had to just completely drop everything and kind of pretend like everything was okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that made it harder for you or do you think that helped you in your process of healing? I think it helped me more in my process because it made it like so abrupt that I had to change the way I looked at him. But I feel like now, I hate to say it, but it's almost like an excuse to like not like be able to be mad at him anymore, which I don't like having that in the back of my head and be like, he has cancer, you can't like think this way about him. Which I guess is like kind of hurts me more with like my healing process from this because like you said, it was so abrupt. So it was good, but also it kind of feels it wasn't so good at this point now. You mentioned before um, we started recording that very few people know about any of these things. Like probably you can count it on one hand. Um, So how has this affected your school life and going to school knowing that you have all this super heavy stuff going on around you, but nobody knows? I feel like it just makes me more hyper aware that also other people are doing the same thing as me because I'll like for the week that he was going through the first stages so like when he had surgery and then when we found out it was cancerous and then like the beginning stages of his treatment and stuff I like wasn't sleeping that well and so I would come to school looking like a bum and then people would ask me like why are you dressed like this or like why do you look so tired all the time and I'm like I'm not gonna tell you my whole life story right now and explain to you why I'm not doing so hot right now. Which I guess kind of opened my eyes to be like, everybody else probably has this exact same like thought going through their brain. Like, don't ask me why I'm tired. Don't ask me why I'm wearing sweatpants today. Like, I'm just not going through the best right now. Which is, I guess, kind of the point of this whole podcast thing. Because um, you don't really know what people are going through. And like, you can't treat people like shit if you have your own stuff going on you can't be so close-minded to think that i'm the only person who has these things going on i'm the only person who has issues right now because that just makes you a mean person and you're just being close-minded because everybody has their own stuff that they're going through i think that there's a part of it you know people always say you can forgive but not forget and Obviously, now you're at a very difficult place probably in your family because you're in that kind of in-between. So what do you think the future of your relationship with your dad looks like? I think that it's probably much better than it is right now. Or at least I hope it is. Because I do want to get to that point where I've moved on from that time. But I think it's just because... I'm still living in the house and I'm still around him every day that it makes it harder because I still have that thought in the back of my head like what if it comes back and what if he starts acting like that again which is really nerve-wracking but I definitely hope that in the future I can get past it and he can even if he doesn't say he's sorry or whatever I hope that I like know that he feels bad about it even if he can't say it or doesn't want to say it I just want to know that things are better and I think that that's 
what holds for our relationship, I think that it just will take a lot of time to get to that point. How do you think that these situations have made you the person you are today? I think it's kind of hard because I guess they've made me better, but also made me worse because like I'm much, I'm very much a tough person and I'm very much like a tough hearted person. I try not to let things like affect me that much if it's from somebody who's not like super close to me, but it's when people who are close to me say certain things that it like hits a little bit too close to home and I don't want to say something about it. It just like, I'm sensitive to some things, but not sensitive to other things. So it's difficult to find that balance. I feel like I have a harder time dealing with my emotions now because for so long I was holding that stuff in and not really telling anyone about it. So now when I try to talk about things that are happening to me, I don't really know how to do it in a serious way or don't really know how to actually say anything about it because I just think about how everybody else has their own issues and how mine are just like not that important to other people. So I guess that's probably part of the negative side that comes from all of that happening. I think, you know, you just were talking about how you can't talk about it in a serious way, but I think you did a really good job talking about it in a serious way today. And I just want to thank you for coming on this podcast and giving it a shot, trying to talk about your story because it's so important. And it's not just important to you. It's important to a lot of people who have gone through something similar to you and need to know that there's someone else that understands them. Um, And this is such a good example of not knowing what someone else is going through. You go to school when your dad gets diagnosed with brain cancer. You go to school after your dad verbally abusing your mom. And you know, people don't get why we act the way we do until they hear, you know, a little bit of our backstory. And I just want to thank you for sharing your backstory and taking the time to talk about the things that you're not so comfortable with. So thank you.